0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Nick baby. We didn't know Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on.
1: yeah. Now this the black sheep Sticking it home I need a crib Like I'm Gatsby I but need it. In hand, Just understand My pocket's is that deep with nothing to prove I ain't got nothing to do And I can't compete And I got nothing to lose You see told me I'm the one That's gonna
0: benefit
2: Ooh. A little Nas to start the show Getting very Queens in here Two Queens kids Joining me now Is think if you build a Mount Rushmore of sports media personalities, your face might be the first one that they put on there.
1: I appreciate that. I would never say that about myself, but I'll take it if you're going to say it like that. Thank you very, very much. How you doing, bro?
2: I'm doing very well, yeah, and I, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, you are a very busy man. You're yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I love the work ethic. Yeah. Getting to see you in here, come in early, sit down, go over everything. It's uh, I get to see exactly what it takes to be number one. Well, it's
1: a lot of work. There's no question about that. All that glitters ain't gold. And a lot of times people look at the finished product, but they don't take into account the work that goes into it. And, you know, for me, um, I've been at this for 30 years um, in terms of being in the newspaper industry, starting out as a high school reporter, starting out as an intern before that, living off of tuna fish and Kool-Aid and, you know, all of that stuff and making 15000 a year. I've been on my grind for a very, very long time. And so this wasn't given, it was earned. Um, and because it's earned, it's very much appreciated. And I don't take it for granted, and I don't get caught up in, um, you know, the, the, the celebratory things and what have you. I appreciate it. The respect, I definitely appreciate. The admiration, I definitely um, am humbled by. And I just try to give back as much as I possibly can to a lot of folks that are trying to make it in the business uh, because I'm not going to be doing this forever. And, you know, at some point in time, you just want to find yourself in a situation where, you know, you're able to smile because you see stars and you see people who've made it and you know you did something to help them. You know, sometimes that's worth so much more than all the other individual awards and money and all of this other stuff that comes with it. Don't get me wrong, those things matter and it's important. But you do get to a point where I can't tell you the joy that I have now. Um, looking at the people that I helped, it's like they're all talented. They're accomplished in their own right. Shannon Sharpe's a Hall of Famer. I had nothing to do with him playing football. And Ryan Clark, a Super Bowl champion like, like Shannon and you know Marcus Spears and Dan Olofsky, Mad Dog Russo's a Hall of Fame radio host, was doing it before I was even in the industry or whatever. But, you know, you see an abundance of people in the industry and when they able to look at me and say, he helped me. You know, he, was, he got to the top. And, you know, he made sure that we were right there with him
2: um that really really makes me feel really good. Yeah. And I could tell by the tone of your voice too that that like you said, the money's great, the fame is great and you know all the perks that come with it, but helping people along the way and bringing them up with you, I think that's a really cool thing about you and you know you said a lot of things there and and you know I don't really want to ask you too much about sports cuz I feel like you True. talk about sports all the time, okay. but you know I'll be 33 in March and I've been creating content on my own mm-hmm. for about coming up on 9 years now and a completely different path from you. I kind of just went to YouTube and learned how to edit and produce and do all that stuff with video and audio Mm -hmm. and just a passion like I'm sure you had, you Mm -hmm. know, just being a sports fan my whole life. What advice would you give to a young content creator right now in the sports world? Well,
1: to be quite honest with you, I would say that right now, particularly at this day and time, you're in a position to give as much advice as I am. Um, Because like you said, you started out on YouTube and you're a content creator and you edit and stuff like that. Well, that's the direction that the industry is going in. Um, Even ESPN, within the next two years, I predict will be direct-to-consumer on ESPN. Um, YouTube and other outlets in the digital stratosphere are going to be heavily utilized. Um, Folks are still trying to figure out how to monetize it. I think the NFL is helping in that regard by taking their Sunday package ticket uh, to YouTube, Mm -hmm. direct TV, and I think those kind of things help to sort of segue you and all of us into the new era of things. Well, you're ahead of the curve because you've been doing this. There's things that I'm still learning about YouTube, the algorithms and you know what they use to judge success, how it's acquired. You also have to take into account what kind of success you want. You have people out there with exorbitant numbers and they get it and that's great, but do you want it that way? Mm-hmm. Do you want to put out the kind of content that other people put out to get the numbers that they get? Or is it something that you don't mind gradually and incrementally improving upon Um, to make sure that you're building it in a way that's connected to and indicative of your brand and who you are and what you stand for. Me, I chose the latter. Um, I just started doing my YouTube show, even though I've had a podcast since uh, September of 2020, 2022. The reality is I really didn't start on YouTube until March of 2023. And that's because that's when I had my team in place. So any numbers that I count for myself, the 540,000 plus or whatever is since March. And now I'm getting started because I'm figuring things out and learning along the way. You don't have that problem. Mm. And so my advice to the youngsters coming on, you know, on the come up, be addicted to content, be addicted to substance, be addicted to hard work um, because you don't wanna take shortcuts because everybody's gonna spot those who take shortcuts. And it's going to be short-lived in terms of whatever success that you're able to acquire at that particular moment. You have to be addicted to the long game. And the reason why I say that is not to say that you don't want to speed your way or expedite the process towards being successful and getting money. But what I'm talking about is if you want to do this for a long period of time, you got to be married to it. You got to be married to the work. And it has to be something that's ingrained in you so you don't settle for putting forth a subpar product that folks are not gonna necessarily respect and appreciate. Whether they like you or dislike you, when they respect you, you have the potential to go very, very far. Focus
2: on that and not the extremes. Dang, that was deep. That was deep there. And the the one thing that's really cool about your podcast is I feel like you open yourself up a lot more on there than you do on TV.
1: Well, you can yeah because you're not limited, you know, I have to guard myself against FCC airwaves, right. It's not a matter of ESPN or whatever. Um, it's the fact that you have FCC airwaves, you get fined, you get suspended. you can have a lot of things happen to you because you utter the wrong word the wrong sentence, et cetera, et cetera. And the freedoms that you have in a digital stratosphere doesn't necessarily exist because in a, in you know in linear television because you have restrictions that other people don't have. Why you think everybody's gravitating to the digital stratosphere? Because people in this world, in this day and age, are tired of being restricted. But we also understand the hazard of no restrictions. Then anything goes. Nothing's policed. And then all of a sudden, irresponsible behavior reigns. And you don't want that either. And so you're trying to find a happy medium, a medium where there's a world where that, that's opened up to the masses, but the masses embrace and adopt a level of responsibility and culpability that's necessary in order to ensure that fairness and, and you know, just the humanity portion of things are always inserted into the proceedings. That's what you have to be about. And so for me, when I'm work, working for ESPN, no matter how long that's going to be, no matter how long it's been, I've often said this line about working for Disney and ESPN that I hold near and dear to my heart. As much of a headache as it can be sometimes, I would rather work for a place with standards than one searching for them. And I know that ESPN and Walt Disney has standards. And you just can't get away with saying anything. You can't just get away with being irresponsible and not caring. You're not going to be right all the time. You're not going to be perfect. But the intent, the constant effort that you put forth to be substantive, to be factual, to be fair, all of those things come into play when you work at a place like that. And that's why, no matter what complaints I've had throughout the years, my appreciation for working where I work has always been exponentially higher than any negatives I may have to feel or say.
2: How does it feel to have influence? Because I feel like you're one of the people in pop culture sports, just in general, when you say something, it carries so much cachet. Do you ever just sit back and, like, take not take that for granted, but... <laughs> take appreciation in that, that you have that kind of Well, the of word
1: appreciation uh, is a strong word because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And I know that. What I would tell you is that the perfect answer to that question is depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. You have an awful lot of people in this business that want to be in this business because it's where their skill set lies. You have an awful lot of people who are in this business who want to be there because they want to be seen because they want notoriety. And of course they want the money. And then you have people like me who feel I was born to do this. My mother and my family said, I came out of the womb talking. (laughs) I've always known how to talk. I've always known how to express my thoughts and opinions. I've always been able to articulate myself appropriately. And because they know that about me, then they say, okay, all right, look at what he's doing for a living. And sure enough, it's true. I'm a best-selling author. I never considered myself a great writer. I was told I was a very good writer. I was elevated to a columnist at the Philadelphia Inquirer. But I never considered it my strength, even though I knew I could write. When I was in radio and I could talk, and I knew I was pretty good at that, you know? But to each his own. Somebody somebody might not like my volume, my demonstrative or bombastic tendencies from time to time or whatever the case may be. But when I'm on television, for better or worse, right or wrong, I truly believe I'm the best to ever do it. When I'm sitting in front of a microphone and there's a camera in front of me, I believe I'm the Michael Jordan of this. Yeah, I believe I'm second to nobody. And when you see me on TV, and I don't mean it in any kind of negative way towards any of the inordinate amount of colleagues that I have, that I've worked with, that I genuinely love and respect, And I have no proof of this, Um, I guess you could say, being the top-rated show for 12 years and having the number one rated show in, in the morning time and stuff like that. I guess you could say that. But for me, all I can tell you is that since the day I arrived in television, I've honestly spent every day feeling that no matter who's on the set for me, with me, the audience is waiting to hear from me. I just... It's the one thing in my life I lack zero confidence in. When I don't care who, it's, who, who I'm on the air with. I don't care what subject matter I'm tackling. I don't care how knowledgeable, because I'm a sports guy, but I'm on the air talking politics, sometimes it's politicians, sometimes there's a political pundit on the air with me, whatever, and they obviously know more because it's what they live in and we get all of that. But I don't believe ever that when I'm on the air, that there's somebody on the air with me that the audience wants to see and hear from more than me. I literally feel like I'm just sharing and being kind enough to share the wealth because I truly believe I'm the best. It's just how I am. I don't know how to put it. I have zero concerns. I have zero worries at all. And the irony is, you know, I've told that to who I consider to be the greatest, Michael Jordan. I told him, I said, I'm the you of this industry. That's what I told him.
2: That's why I started the conversation saying that if you built the Mount Rushmore, I think your face is the first one when it comes to this genre and this field. I listen, I let other people make that
1: decision. Yeah. I'm just telling you that when I'm on the air, I believe I'm second to none. And you have people who have information and insiders. You have people who are pundits, commentators. You have people who are hosts. You have people who are our interviewers, you have all of these different roles.
2: No one's done it all but me. I think the saying is, if you're good, you tell people. If you're great, others say it for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean
1: you could say that, but I just said it about myself. I don't say it often, but why lie? I mean it. I mean, you know, I'm 56 years old, you know, 15 years from now. I don't know if I'll be on camera. Home production company and produce scripted and unscripted content. Um, I have aspirations behind the camera. I have this podcast. Um, I'm trying to develop shows. I'm trying to find young stars and young talent to develop shows for, because of my connections in the industry and specifically within the Walt Disney and ESPN family. At least for now, I got all of that going on. And so, because of that, this is not going to last forever. You know, and I know that. Uh, and I'm perfectly fine, handed that baton off. But until it's handed off, the proof has been in the pudding. I'm the best, and that's how I feel about it, and
2: it is what it is. Last question for me, because I know we're running up on time. You got time, I got a few minutes, go ahead. Of all the videos and the amount of content through the years, do you know what my favorite video of yours Mm -hmm. is? So I'm born and raised New Yorker from Queens, mm-hmm. dude. I have it it's one of three videos saved in my phone mm-hmm. as a favorites. Mm-hmm. That when you signed your ESPN contract, you went to yeah. the PAL Center. Yeah, PAL Center, 200 Street, the 112th Avenue. See my mother. Yeah, and you told her that's it. I I got everything. Yeah. Why that? Why that mean so much to you? Because that's something that I've uh. That's like my main goal for my parents. My dad got a coffee truck in New York City. He's been there 30 years, 49th and Park Avenue. My mom's a teacher, third grade teacher at PS174. Okay. So I got a lot of inspiration out of that video. Why'd that mean so much to you? Because my mother's
1: the greatest woman I've ever known. Um, probably the greatest human being I've ever known. Um, you know, when I look at myself as a parent. I look at my two daughters. I want them to behave themselves. I want them to remember how they were raised. I want them to do the right things. I want them to be healthy and happy. But I'd be lying if I said that one of the things that I want most is for them to absolutely love their daddy. And one of my greatest moments in my life, I came home from a hard day's work. My daughter Nyla was three years old at the time. And I was dog tired, sick as a dog. I was so tired I was sick. I felt like I wanted to throw up. My head was pounding and everything. And I went home, and I got this, like, California king-size bed, and, you know, it was kind of high, the bed. You know, the mattress itself laying on the bedpost and it's kind of high. And I just went and I collapsed on the bed face first. And my three-year-old daughter crawled up on the bed and sat up and somehow had the strength to grab my head and pull it on her lap and just rubbed my head. And anytime I have, bad days, bad moments, something like that. I think like that. And one of the things, I reason I say that is because it reminds me of what I always did with my mom. My mother would retire and I'm a grown man and I'm working for the New York Daily News at age 24 and I'm at the Philadelphia Inquirer by age 26 and I'm there until I'm into my 40s. And then I arrive at ESPN, and throughout all of those years, I would drive home at least once a week to Hollis, Queens, where my mother lived. I had a bigger house. I was living in South Jersey, and I was making more money than my mother had ever made in her lifetime and stuff like that. So I had a nice home. But I would drive to Queens, New York, once a week. And hand to God, as pathetic as it sounds, I would always go home and I would always, my mother would just look at me with such annoyance because I would literally go home, walk upstairs into her bed and crawl in her bed and lay my head on her stomach. Because my mother, obviously six children and you know in her 60s into her 70s, she had a little belly there and I used to (laughs) squeeze her belly first, squeeze, squeeze, then she just used to look at me with annoyance but she never stopped me. And then I would lay down On her belly. Like literally, I'm 56. I was doing this in my 40s because there was nothing that felt better than me laying my head on my mother's stomach because she was my queen, my everything. And so for me to get a contract that afforded me the luxury of being able to tell her she didn't have to work anymore has been and will always be the proudest moment of my life. And the only thing that I regret, the only problem with bringing up, thinking about that, and I don't cry anymore over it, but I used to a lot, was the contract that I signed in 2019, 2020. It was nothing compared. 2019, actually, 2018, 2019. It was nothing. I mean, the one I signed in 2015 was nothing compared to the one I signed in 2018, 2019. She had died in 2017. So this Stephen that was able to go to the PAL and tell my mother, you could go on a cruise, you go on your cruise, you go on your vacations. Mm. I got the mortgage. This Stephen would have been able to say, you want a house in St. Thomas?
2: Yeah.
1: You want, to, you want to go on European tours three times a year? couple months you you like the casino atlantic city how you like vegas you know oh you want to get on a private jet you know these are not things you can do every day or anything like that because i ain't making that kind of money (laughs) but the things that i could have done for her now far exceed what i did for her when i told her she didn't have to work anymore and the fact that she's gone and I haven't been able to shower her with that level of luxury and affluence is a sad thing for me, because she deserved it. She really did, because she spent three, close to three decades sacrificing everything just to make sure that we were okay. And I thought that she deserved better. And you know, you gotta talk to your pastor and stuff like that. You know, you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be angry at the Lord and you know lord knows what he's doing and you know he doesn't make mistakes and all of that but
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's
2: really hard. Well, you did get to at least do That for her, the initial one, yeah. So, I yeah. wouldn't, you know, it, it is unfortunate, and I know she would have definitely enjoyed that. And she does deserve it just from the toning of your voice, I could yeah. tell how much she meant to you. Yeah. But you know, don't be hard on yourself, man. That's mm. uh, that's the trials and tribulations of life. But you were able to you at least accomplish
1: yourself. that, yeah. God forbid, and I hope it doesn't happen to you, um, but. Well, actually, I do because the worst thing that could happen to your parents is for them to lose you. My mother told me that. So your parents are supposed to go before you. Right. Um, But when it happens, if it happens, trust you me, no matter how great of a kid you are, no matter how much you love them, there's going to be something about you that makes you feel bad because you love them that much. And no matter what they got from you and no matter what they deserve, you're going to always feel that. Yeah. Because in reality, when you're a great parent, that's what you want your kid to feel. Do. You don't want them to be miserable. You don't want them to be sad. You don't want all of that. But you do want them to love you so profoundly that you stick with them wherever they go. And that's what that's about. That's what my mother did for me. She's with me every day, everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Even when I mess up, I can hear her voice. I know that I'm not supposed to do something and I'm like, damn it, she's,
0: she's <laughs>
1: why did you do that? You man? can feel the presence. Yeah, All the time, Yeah, all the time. There's never a time when I do something, positive or negative, that I don't hear her mouth, ever. And that is every day. And I come to find out that that helps me because I start imitating her and I start thinking about what she says and it's like, yeah, she's with me, she's in my ear. You know, that's what she does. Steven, I did, I, did, I did not raise you that way. Why are you acting like this? Why are you sound like that? You don't talk like that. <laughs> you know, yes, okay. right, mom. All right. You know, so she's always with me.
2: Man, I I would be able to talk to you for hours. I appreciate the, the time that you gave me, and I know we went over what you told me. Up, but uh, this is one of my favorite things about content creating, especially talking to a guy like you who, you know, you are the Michael Jordan of this, but now everyone's going to be saying the Steven A. Smith. Like, that's the that's the case study that's what everyone aspires to be and uh, I don't know
1: if they will but if they do I'm going to be very grateful and very humbled by it um but I still got work to do and it's not just accomplishing for myself um just like with Draymond Green I really I don't think people realize what it means to me to hear him say what he said publicly about me yesterday and when he said that um Stephen A is always looking out he's the first to call you when you do something right He's the first to call you when he thinks you did something wrong. That means a lot to me because it's true. You know, I don't, I don't root against these guys. I, I want them to succeed. I, I really, really want to be a guy that fades into the twilight one day and they're like, yo, he looked out. He looked out, you know, and looking out ain't always about telling you what you want to hear. And it's not about being devoid of criticism. You know, in my perfect world, when you look at professional athletes and beyond, if I wanted them to see me in any way, I want them to see me as the guy that tried to help them, even when I chastised them. And even after I chastised them, I said, okay, how can we get you on the right track? Mm. Like, yeah, you, you messed up. All right, you messed up. Now let's fix it. You know, it ain't like you messed up, bump you. You messed up, you a lost cause. No, 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 you messed up. Now, let's fix it. Let's get it better. And Draymond gets that. And it ain't me bragging, I'm grateful. Because that's, my, that's always been my intent. And one of the things that I've often said to a lot of people is, I challenge anybody to look me in my face with factual evidence and tell me you ever discovered a time where I was rooting for you to fail in all seriousness. Of course, when I'm trolling Cowboy fans, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy. <laughs> My fun. favorite
2: part about you as a lifelong Giants yeah. fan. I yeah. Yeah. Say. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun trolling the fans and stuff like that. But in all seriousness, I ain't rooting for nobody to fail, man. I, I want, I want everybody. to Want to get mine, you know, and you know, at this point in time in my career, more now more so than ever, I don't know how it hit me. I just get a real, real joy over knowing that I did something to help others.
2: It just it makes me feel really good. That's how you get the fulfillment now.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, totally. only person I need money from is the people I work for. Yep. You know, I don't need no handout. I don't need anybody, you know, coming to me and acting like I think that I deserve something that I haven't earned I don't need any of that. Give me what I've earned. Give me what I work for. And if I work for you, you're the one who should give it to me. But anybody else, it's like cool, you know. I mean, anything that I could do to help. I'm a busy man, so I can't help everybody all the time, and you know, because I got so much shit to do. But you know, I'm gonna always try to look out. I mean, that's just who I am. And um, to me, my my, you know, people that work for me, people that work with me family, my friends, man, I could throw a party, which I really do. You know, my assistant is right in front of me. She'll tell the world this. I'm smiling because everybody else is having a good time. I'm doing the same old stuff I always do. Playing a little pool, watching some TV, you know, watching a sporting event or whatever. You know, I'm not doing anything extra. But when I have people around me and they're enjoying themselves and I know that I'm a reason, I'm one of the reasons why they're able to have that joy in their life at that moment, it makes me feel really, really good. That's the joy. I don't have this need. I'm not, I'm not a party animal, a bunch of red carpets and, you know, events and all this other stuff. Nah, that's not who I am. I've never been that
2: dude. You get it from other places. I get it
1: from other people, watching other people enjoy themselves. I might go to a party, man. I used to me and Jay-Z and them, we used to hang out all the time at Forty Forty in New York when I was doing NBA shoot-around years ago, when I was doing, quite frankly, you know, and all of that other stuff. I used to go in Forty Forty. You could ask him at OG1, ask him, ask Jay and all of them. I used to walk in the club, walk through the dance floor, up the stairs, through the VIP, past the bar, to go in the back room with them debating sports. That's what we did. I wasn't about, I'm not about crowds and partying and, you know, the red carpet. I'm the one, I'm the guy, my lawyer, Janine, cursed out because I went to the White House correspondence Dinner through the back door because <laughs> I didn't want to go on the red carpet. You know, when you see me doing stuff like that, that's ESPN, That's other people that I represent and stuff like that that ask me to do stuff. like I don't need that. I don't need that. I do the work. Pay me. Give me my respect. And that's it. There's only one perk that I value. One perk and one perk only. I hate waiting online. I will pay whatever the price is. I'm not asking for no discounts. I'm not looking for somebody to hook me up and let me in free. You got a club, you got a business. I don't want your stuff free. You bounce at the club or whatever the case may be. You looking now? No, I'm paying you. I don't want. I'm putting money in your pocket. You got to eat too. I'm not like that. My only perk is I'm Stephen A. And because people know me, I don't have to stand in line. And that is what I. About. I hate standing in line for <laughs> anything. Anything. I hate it. But that's it. As long as I don't have to stand in line, I'm good. Simple man. Simple man, do that. And be around my loved ones, my family, friends, and loved ones. People that I know are part of my inner circle that I trust and keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's it.
2: Stephen A, I can't thank you enough for this, man. Yeah, man. I know what it's gonna do for my show and what it's gonna do for me and just giving me your time. I think that's it's better than like offering me money, honestly. <laughs> and uh, no I problem, appreciate bro. that. So no thank problem, you very much man. for your time.
1: Keep up the good work. Keep on the grind, bro. Keep on the you. ground, you're ahead of the curve. You started off early. This YouTube thing ain't no joke, and you know how to edit and create content for YouTube. You're ahead of the curve with the digital in the digital stratosphere, ahead of a lot of people. You can give notes and lessons on that. Capitalize off of it and make it happen
2: for yourself. Thank you very much. Thanks right. for the kind words, guys. We'll catch you guys next time.
1: In his element, I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medal is. So many daring headlights, but it's bedtime. Here a supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Dab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over
2: one million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free
1: digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.